During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about a possible date for the PlayStation Showcase, a first-party studio closing, and all the spoilers in Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores. But don't worry, that's at the end of the show. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Greg. That's Janet. That's Blessing. And you can get each and every episode of PSI Love You XOXO ad-free on Patreon.com slash Funny. Of course, there you can watch us record us live as they are right now. I see Josh G, uh, the old Snug Slacks, not Slug Snacks. Don't get it confused. And Ryan watching live as we record it. Of course, you can get it ad-free and you can get dozens of bonus episodes of monthly exclusive content all on Patreon.com slash Funny. If you have no bucks tossed our way, support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, and Fall Guys with the creator code Kind of Funny. You can get PSI Love You for free with ads and without the exclusive content on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producer for the month, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays. But let's start with a PSN message from you. All right. Janet. This is what Hello. you. This is what you fucking wanted. All right, you said you wanted a Horizon Burning Shores uh, spoiler cast, and you're getting it again at the end of the show. The end of the show. Don't turn it off yet. However, because a lot of people, you know, you know how it is, Buzz. I didn't oh, beat boy. it. I don't, I'm not going to. People saw this headline. This. They didn't want to click into it. I hear it. But this is the thing. That you, what, what's <laughs> they're not here. We can exactly. talk we can shit. I've had enough of these fair weather PlayStation fans. One thousand percent. Right? First off, you know all the, all you want is exclusive cool content. Gorilla gives it to you, and we say we're going to spoil. Oh, well, I didn't play it. I didn't play and it. All you do is oh, I didn't beat it. Forbidden West. All, for Horizon Forbidden West is what they say. And it's like, no, ju- fu- no, just Barrett and Lucy James say that because they're monsters. Disgusting. Because no, we're right. I'll tell you what, guys. Again, now I'm not even going to spoil the part of it, but get, playing through Burning Shores, like, all it does is make me, God damn, this game's great. How this beautiful is that? It's that beautiful, might be the best looking fun game to play. I've ever played. We're not there yet. We're not talking about that. Instead, we're starting with a PSN message from Nick 96 from Massachusetts who writes in and says, hello, PSILY. I was thinking about PlayStation's state of film and TV shows to come. In line with this week's episode of Burning Shores Spoiler Cast, I wanted to float an idea by you. What if Horizon 2074, coming to Netflix, was Succession with the Far Zenith characters and Elizabeth Sobeck? The sleazy dealings they do preparing for Zero Dawn and the End of Earth. Obviously, it's a ways out, and with the writer's strike, who knows what will happen. I just thought it'd be interesting. I've been curious what a Horizon show would look like, but considering it may be set in 2074, I thought it would. This take would be cool. Do you think we will see the full? I'm sorry. Do you think we will see the future time in Horizon show, or just around 2074? Blessing. 
They call you Netflix Poppy in the streets. I've not heard that one. That's, I don't think they call they, me that. That's what they call you. You're, 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 you come in every day, so you Netflix and chill. I assume. That, I don't know. That's, that's not that. what I meant. <laughs> no, no. Every day, plus damn. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't want these allocations on my name. Everybody, you can go li- li- listen to Love and Sex stuff, and I, I recommend you watch it to see some of the <laughs> no. positions Mike and Bless must have. But oh, I'm not. No. Jana called me out last week because we were talking about like I forget what the story was. I mean, like talking oh, yeah. about like hanging hey, out. I with texted a- you. I privately called you out. Where like I was, I think I, was, I forget if it was on on air or off air. Where I was like talking to you and Janet about like talking to a friend about like how like I had something wrong with my eye and all this stuff. Later on, Janet texted me. Was like, I feel like when you say you're talking to a friend, it's a girl that you're going out with. And I was like, Janet, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> that is exactly yeah. what it is. But I'm not ready to reveal the name yet. You know what I mean? I'm only two I was days waiting in. on my mind. Oh, I was like, this is so suspicious. How did you meet this person? A uh, hinge. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. You'll learn more later, or maybe not. I'm excited. Maybe not. <laughs> you probably won't. Honestly. Can I hear off air more about it? Like I don't need to. I mean, there's not much. There's not much to two it. dates. That's fine. Yeah. What'd you do on the dates so far? Uh, first one we got sushi. Nice. Second one we went to a board game cafe and we played chess. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, I won. <laughs> I destroyed her. <laughs> she blessing a chivalry chivalry blessing. she didn't stand a chance um, hey you play a game on a date anyone get the smoke I true. once like yeah, whooped someone's ass at air hockey it was wild it was a God. schlacking I don't see that person anymore <laughs> wonder why wonder why but you know what Isaiah, Isaiah's way better than whoever that I don't even know who that person was exactly. can Isaiah beat you, know, you in air hockey um, he can um, I don't think he has in the times we've played honestly and in general like I love air hockey but playing it, it's like, you ever have a game that like, if you're really good at it or you're at least evenly matched with someone else, it's so intense that it's almost not fun anymore because sure. it's too sure. stressful. That's kind of how it is with air hockey. Like I love playing the game, but he's pretty good. I'm pretty good. And it's like full on. You're thinking about it. You're zoned in. You know, you're like, it, it gets a little scary too. Because if you're going real fast, like, you know, the puck could fly. It could get dangerous. Of course. So, it's a lot. Um, I did win our last match for sure, but it w- I was like full sweat by the end. Like it was intense. So y'all have worn a squad out, but hockey, it's super fun, but it's, it's, it's a little much after a certain point. Everybody who's watching or listening or whatever, I need your help. One day Janet's going to make Isaiah an honest man and marry him. And when she does, tweet me to remind me to buy them an air hockey table for oh, their hell wedding. Yeah. Okay. Hell yes. We'll get it custom. Yes. We'll get some custom art of you guys yeah. done for the center thing. You know what I mean? Dude, I need That'd to marry then, then, cool. the, then, the then the air hockey pucks could be me and Bless face. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited oh, yeah. to, to see. <laughs> Let's get back to this Horizon question. I'm excited I'm to see so what the excited. Horizon show is. I forget what the rumors and the talks were because I remember talking about. We go about- to IGN.com where Ryan Dinsdale wrote an article in June 2022 that says the Horizon TV series appears to be called Horizon 20, 2074, which is likely a big clue to the story. PlayStation's Horizon TV series will seemingly be called Horizon 20... Did I say 20? 20, 2074. I nailed it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, indicating that it's partly set during the fall of civilization, which takes 1,000 years before the games. The name was shared alongside a crew listing on the Directors Guild of Ontario website, matching reports from industry insider Jeff Grubb, who shared the listing. Grubb's tweet said, here's the crew for Horizon 2074. This confirms the name as well as filming in Toronto. As I reported previously, the show will likely be set in Toronto as per conditions for tax incentives. Uh, the 2074, this is back to Ryan at IGN. The 2074 date more or less matches up with the fall of civilization in the 21st century mentioned in the two PlayStation games, Zero Dawn and Forbidden West. Uh, which date is slightly er, uh, which date is slightly earlier in 2066 the actual story of horizon games takes place around 1000 years later and then it's into more of the stuff of sony announcing this that yeah, blah 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 i think that sounds really cool and i hope to some extent they stick with that because i think 
there's a lot of value in a world like Horizon exploring, I guess, other horizons within that universe. You know, we look at the, the Last of Us show and it's so beat for beat what happened in the game. You know, we're going through the story of The Last of Us. And I think that works so well because that is a cinematic game that is its linear story. You're not going on side quests. You're not in an open world in The Last of Us. And so I think that is what you should do because that is the iconic story in that game. I think because of because in Horizon, we're in this world, right? You have so much to explore and so much of the story are these uh, notes to what happened in the past. I think having that as a central story in a TV show could be very interesting. My one thing with it though is that if I if I watch a Horizon TV show yeah. and there aren't any robot dinosaurs and cool tribes and stuff, I don't know. Like I don't know how there I feel about be. that. There will be. How do you think they do it though? I I think since it, like, let's just say it's not just a working title 2074 because we don't know. If you're making me predictions and stuff like this, I think that yeah, it starts with basically like you got to figure out what's going to be a compelling way to tell a story to an audience like The Last of Us, HBO audience, who necessarily didn't play it. You know what I mean? So if you're coming at this fresh, there could be the cool thing of going all the way through Aloy's story and getting to a moment where it kind of is like, you know, oh my God, it was Earth all along kind of shit. But I think that that actually is weaker because you'll be scanning stuff, hearing in English, you'll be like, what's going on? This has got to be some high. So I think it might be cool to start with, hey, you know, the first episode is similar to this succession vibe, but it is Elizabeth fighting for it trying to do all this stuff blah, blah blah and then like oh my god we failed and not that you see it all there but it's like this failure and then it is that we pick up with aloy like waking up or whatever and we see that there's all these robot dinosaurs and stuff and then it's intercut as you go forward of like getting flashbacks to what was going on why it happened what the pharaoh plague was et cetera, et cetera. as you pull out of the even to the zenith people right of what's going on i feel like it's going to be a mix of that but i'm with you of like how do you get people to watch it? I I feel like it's really weird to call it Horizon 2074 and have it be Aloy and these futuristic dinosaurs, right? Where mm. like I, I I think you they'll end up dropping the 2074 and just have it be Horizon whatever they call it because I don't think they want to anchor it in the the future present whatever you want to call it. I think it. Justin Timberlake went in and said drop the 2074, you know. No, just Horizon. No. Just Janet, what do you think? <laughs> Janet, what do you think? Um it's tough, honestly. I'm kind of dreading this show coming out, especially after like the last of Us show, which was really good though. I will say the last of Us show kind of, I cooled on it a bit by the end. Like it what? had some really like fire hot. Yeah. I was like, man, this is even better than the game. And then I was like, mm, is it? I think it was definitely meant to be a video game <laughs> by the ending of it personally. Um, but either way, that was, I think pretty successful overall. I think they did a good job with it. I feel like horizon so much harder because while I enjoy the story and, you know, we'll get into the, the, the story of Burning Shores during the spoiler cast portion, but it, at the end of the day, like, the gameplay is what I really enjoy, so I don't know, like, and, you know, I think they do have to try to translate some element of the spectacle that we get from Horizon, which I think you can do with, like, the Vista shots that you get from the cinematic portions of the game. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think they would try to maybe do the same setup twist but i think if you are calling it horizon 2074 or even if you are yeah. trying to take that more like in the now of the game's angle it kind of ends up not being that surprising though also how surprising which twist was it really in the first game to begin with because my brother is playing the first game now and he's like yeah it's kind of weird because like i know that it's our world but like aloy doesn't know for like six more hours and i'm yeah, kind of just yeah. like Get it together, Aloy. <laughs> I think it's an interesting. Together. I think it's an interesting enough story from the get if you include it. And I do think you know the chat obviously on Patreon.com/slash kind of funny is talking a little bit about it. Cameron Kennedy's in there and talking about, of course, like 
the concern of how expensive Aloy's time would be, which is what I do think works to their advantage of doing it. But it also goes both ways where it's like 2074 needs to be a futuristic set that has these machines and stuff that are turning against us kind of thing. Or I guess the AI and Gaia and all that stuff, right? Uh, which would work, but you still need like the giant hunter killers that come out and, you know, get into these giant like Terminator wars with them. And so doing stuff in the, in nature just shooting out there on green screen, having a robot, you know, whatever, and there it works. But if you're using it limited and you're jumping back and forth, you're able to do it. And I also do think that this is now in the shadow of Last of Us, where they do see, holy shit, critical acclaim, success, headlines. Maybe this is a way to get more money out of it. But, of course, Rider Strike does make it interesting as well and how far along they were in pre-pro. Yeah, I'm excited, curious, and also kind of scared for a lot of the, the uh, TV shows for PlayStation. Not uh, Twisted aside, Metal, though. You're aside not, yeah. from Twisted Metal. Twisted, Twisted Metal, Metal has it unlocked. But I'm more so thinking of Horizon and then God of War. Because God of War is a TV show, right? That's not going to be a movie. Kind of funny to comment. Forget. You're wrong. Even though we don't do I that. I think it was show. Amazon. Yeah, it's an Amazon, Amazon show, right? Amazon. Yeah. Because if we talk about budget and how to translate that into visuals and special effects and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, show. I mean, Last of Us... Of course, like had a lot with the clickers and what they did with all the infected. Like they put in a lot of work into that. But aside from that, you're talking about, you know, realistic sets that take place in realistic cities that are overgrown by fungus. Now they also did a lot with making those cities look overgrown and the towers leaning on each other and yeah. all that stuff. But for God of War, you're gonna have to do a lot. Like sure. every like every other moment, you're gonna have to have some kind of visual effect to convey some kind of fantasy beast or magical power or you know, blade of chaos or like some some kind of thing that is, oh snap! All right, we got to translate this to a live action show. And the same with Horizon. We talk about the machines. Yeah, I am concerned about how well they're going to pull that off and not make it look cheap or hokey and all that stuff. Because and that's we're talking about TV yeah. and not yeah. movies and but. Netflix, which can go either way. Yeah, where it can either look really great or it can look like, well, yeah, okay. But yeah, I like the idea. Like, I I think there's something there. But yeah, I think they're going to. I, th- make I definitely think to my dog Nick ninety six point. You're gonna get more of that infighting. You're, those that those I would yeah. imagine those are characters and things that we see a lot more of as we build up this world and this story and really lean into the sci-fi nature of it, which is interesting and cool. Yeah, and I'm totally down for the like the intricate details of the arguments about the machines and the arguments about yeah. like I one of the reasons I do like Horizon is because they get into the weird nitty gritty of all of the elements that make that world that world. And when you talk about the um uh oh, I forget what they're called, not the initiatives the like 11 different like ugh. you know what i'm talking about though i want to say operatives that's not right no, the yeah. system the systems the, yeah, 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 that yeah. like lead to like growing the planet making the pl- like recreating the planet yeah. um i enjoy that shit so much like i enjoy listening to them talk their nerd shit about oh. all the things that make the horizon world unique and interesting for sure i think you can do that with a, in a tv show easily right on like just the lore and world building side i think that stuff is going to be fascinating but um, when it comes to the action and nailing the visuals, that's where I'm like, all right, well, we'll see. But I think, yeah, again, balancing the past stuff with the future stuff might help them with that. But we'll have to wait and see. We will. My prediction, it won't be good, but I'd like to, I'd like to be proven wrong. You don't think it's going to be good? No. Well, I mean, again, like, I think no. I do think, like, this is a tall order. Mm-hmm. Or again, like, how do you make the dinosaur? I keep saying dinosaurs, the robots look yeah, great. Machines. And how do you have them like on a Netflix budget? I'm not talking shit about Netflix, but on a Netflix. Like, look at me. I fucking like this. I, I how, how many goddamn episodes of Smallville, Arrow, Flash did I watch? And mm. Flash, man, some of those. Supergirl. Oof. Some of those effects, man. You know that is a TV show, right? And I can't like. It's gonna be hard to nail this. I, I mean, even the Marvel stuff on Disney Plus sure. has 
plenty of moments where it's like, oh man, this the, is a TV show and not a movie. In the live chat, there was a great one. I'm trying to see which one said it. There it is. Um, a doc Nick 96 says, think about uh, Last of Us HBO and how little of the clickers you saw. Imagine how many Robo Dinos you'll see. Yeah. Same thing, right? And I think clickers, you were able to make it make a bit more sense. Whereas this, who knows? But again, the way you could work around it is if you really did center it on, I'm using present day, but you know, our, our end future here of they're trying to stop, they're trying to stop it and they don't stop it. And if you could get success in a following there, maybe season two, they are like, all right, cool. We want to do Aloy's part of this. And you know, we maybe flash forward a few times. Mm. Now we really want to do it. We need to make it look great. We need a lot of money. Subordinate functions. There you go. And there's well, not how, of them. Did, rolled off the top. Yeah. How I was not going to remember that. that <laughs> you know, blessing. Greg. Usually we have a nice little song and dance here for Tots. Topic of the show. But topic of the show, ladies and gentlemen, is this. No, Barrett, no. Get the graphics. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Topic of the show is not happening now because that's the spoiler cast. We don't want to ruin it if you want to stick around for that. So instead, we're going to say, Blessing, what's happening this week in PlayStation? Uh, it seems like there's a rumor, Greg and Janet, that rumor there's a big it. PlayStation showcase nice. weeks away. This is Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicles. Is that Amy Winehouse? I forget who's saying that song. No. Uh, is it Adele? Yeah, I think it's Adele, right? Yeah, rumor has it. Sony is planning to showcase upcoming PlayStation games in a digital event held within the next few weeks, sources have told VGC. According to people with knowledge of Sony Interactive Entertainment's plans, the next big PlayStation showcase could take place at the end of this month or in early June, ahead of other big events planned for next month, including Summer Game Fest. These claims are corroborated by Giant Bomb journalist Jeff Grubb, who wrote on Monday that he believed the PlayStation event could take place during the week of May 25th. If these claims are accurate, a PlayStation event would kick off several weeks of major video game showcases, which are taking place in the absence of the canceled E3 2023 show. Uh, this is also included in the conversation of Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake and I was say, yeah, the other Konami, Konami stuff, yeah. games. Yeah, Being seeming, exclusive, timed exclusively. Yeah, timed exclusive for PlayStation, right, which theoretically would be shown off at the upcoming PlayStation showcase. I guess my question w uh, is at this point, like, how solid our, is our belief that this is happening? Because I'm at the point where I'm like 95%, okay, we're going to see this thing happen that week. And we're going to see those those Konami games. Janet? I mean, I think that this will probably happen. I think just timeline-wise, it makes sense to do it. Um, also, you know, we all know Jeff Grubb's always right, except for when he isn't. Mm -hmm. So I, that feels pretty good to hang your hat on. Uh, and obviously, it's a nod to the fact that, yeah, Jeff Grubb, a lot of the things that he predicts the rumors that he drops the things that he like his sources tend to pan out uh, a few times they don't and people really notice those times but generally i think there's a lot of credence um in the jeff Grubb stamp on a rumor so and you know the timelines just work uh i think we've been waiting for this kind of thing for a long time and it seems like i don't know if we're ever going to fully evolve into something else or if things will get like more officially underneath the summer game fest umbrella but it seems like there's kind of like in the wake of e3 people are just like well this is the season for stuff so like well let's just do our stuff during this time and some of us some of it is sgf official and some of it is just like around that time um and this seems like it could be one of those but uh we'll see i certainly hope so i think there's definitely a need for that and a desire for it given what we've come to get used to for that season great is there a chance this doesn't happen. And if it doesn't happen, is the PlayStation community going to get riled up and angry? There's always a chance this is going to happen. And that's the thing where it's like, you know, 
It's just like every conference where you predict whatever game over and over again, where I predicted for how many game awards that The Rock was going to show up, right? Like, eventually, I'm going to be right. Eventually, there's going to be a PlayStation showcase to chart the course for the next few years of what PlayStation and the first parties are doing. Um, this it just makes sense. This has happened before. This is where we're at. We need a Spider-Man 2 release date, and then we need to know what happens after Spider-Man 2. And so you figure, like, this seems to all line up and make sense with that. You need, even though we're going to have first-party stuff and hopefully see more of what's going on there, I'm not holding my breath to see what Sucker Punch is working on. I think that might be still too far out. I'm not holding my breath for a number of different uh, first parties, and we are losing first parties by the day, apparently. We'll talk about that soon. Um, this makes sense. The Konami exclusivity makes sense. Of course, we already knew stuff, you know, in terms of, like, Silent Hill or what you've seen before with, um, you know, Square Enix and Final Fantasy, PlayStation's still quite aggressive about that, trying to make sure that even if they aren't putting out the first-party games, their platform is getting exclusives. And so I do think that it's time for PlayStation to raise the flag. We're on the other side of Horizon. We're on the other side of God of War. We're about to be upon Spider-Man. We need to know beyond that what's going on. So, yes, this does make sense to me. If it doesn't happen, will the PlayStation audience get upset? Of course. But the PlayStation audience is always upset for some reason, right? And they'll never be as upset anytime soon as the X as upset as the <laughs> Xbox audience. That's fair. So it's really apples and oranges to a degree. But I think you run that risk right now of it's something we talk about when we do these things. Of Well, how do you promote what comes next but not overshadow what's about to come out? I think this gives you enough gap. If you come out, and I would assume at this thing you say September for Spider-Man. Maybe it'll be they show the Spider-Man trailer and then the blog will confirm uh, September. You, you come out and you say September for Spider-Man, and guess what? Here are two, three. I might be reaching there, depending on how big they're going. Two to three glimpses of what the other first parties are doing. You'll get those in 2024, or maybe not even date them. They're just out in the ether. Here's some exclusive stuff, blah, blah, blah. You have that moment here. SGF comes in and we all ride the wave of all these other people announcing games and doing cool shit and hands-on reports and yada, yada, yada. Then it gets a little bit quiet and then you ramp up for Spider-Man, just like Venom said, you know, August is all ramping up for that September release date. That makes sense to me. And then you, we get to launch Spider-Man. Spider-Man's great, hopefully, knock on wood. And then you, you know, we run into Game of the Year where it gets nominated for a million things and Zelda wins everything. And then we can really focus on what comes later. But mm -hmm. it is that exciting time right now of... I feel like when you compare us to Xbox, when you compare PlayStation to Xbox, Xbox's audience is dying for announcements because they haven't had a lot of home runs. AAA, first party, here's the reason I'm an Xbox fan, home runs. PlayStation's opposite, dying for announcements because they love what PlayStation's been doing. And so as we get to the showcase again, which is different than a state of play, you really do wonder of like, all right, well, how big are they going to go? Could they go? Is it just going to be these games? Is it going to be that remote play device? Is it going to be the PlayStation 5 with the detachable hard drive we, or a detachable uh, disk drive we've heard so much about? Like, what are the realities we could get out of this? Or will it just be end up being a state of play? And it is Spider-Man's release date. And here's a bunch of indies in the middle. Like, who knows? But yeah, it's exciting. I think the difference between a state of play and a PlayStation showcase is like, you know, it's the when you look at last year around this time one i think is going to happen because it just makes sense with the timing especially when you look at the state of play from last year where happened around this time happened right before summer game fest i feel like that state of play was a few first party announcements away from just being a playstation showcase when you mm -hmm. look at how good it was because it was here's street uh, the first reveal of street fighter 6 here's the first reveal of resident evil 4 remake 
for some reason, they didn't have Last of Us as part of that, right? For the Last of Us uh, Part 1. Instead, that was part of Jeff Geely's Summer Game Fest, along with, like, the reintroduction of the Last of Us multiplayer game. And I think PlayStation easily could have been like, actually, no, let's all lump this together yeah. and just make it a PlayStation showcase. But I think they want that to mean something. They want a PlayStation showcase to be, hey, these are bangers. Like, here's a a short list of what you can expect from a lot of our first party studios. Like so far we've had a God of War or the reveal of a Spider-Man 2 plus Wolverine. Like they've had those reveals at PlayStation showcases. And I think if you're going to have a new one, you got to have one of those there. And so I think that's the reason why last year we, we didn't have one because they didn't have one of those to talk about yet. I think now that we're in 2023, we're approaching Spider-Man 2 coming out this fall after Spider-Man 2, we don't, know about much right you have death training uh two that's sure. announced there's the this game stellar blade there's not like a first party playstation studios thing but it's being published by playstation so it's kind of first party second party um but they have that in the ether and i think that's going to be pretty much the rest of 2023 for playstation so i think they got to come out and start talking about the the future a bit more and i think with that yeah like we have an exciting slate that we could hear about, especially with this with the, these Metal Gear Solid Three rumors. For sure, if you come out and you are like, here's the date for Spider Man Two. Here is what maybe pick one of your studios. I don't know. I mean, here's a factions, <laughs> factions. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. No, no, no. What the fuck is going on? And like we've heard, just we'll hear more about it this year. And just have yeah, call them any one talking. of your studios up except for the Concrete Genie Studio and be like, hey, what are you working on right now? Let's show it off. Um, I mean, we wrote their show for them already, so they could yeah, pick any of our it. shows, put mash them together. I don't know, you exactly. know do whatever. And Who's on top know? of that, if you're able to do that and then come out with, and now here's the, the debut trailer for Metal Gear Solid Three Remake. Also, here's a teaser for a new Castlevania. Here's the new Silent, Silent Bloodborne Hill. remake by uh, Blue Point. It'll never happen, but I wanted it to happen so bad. Like you just put out a banger conference right there right yeah. and like yeah. i don't think that would be it i think we would get a handful of, of other things you know there's so many other rumors and talk about i don't know haven studio um bungie like what are they working on like the list goes ben studio what are they working on we're not gonna bungie. get all these did you say bungie? I, I said bungie, sorry, yeah. sorry. But we're not, we're not gonna the, the, the fire alien fire, fire walk fire, fire walk, walk and then fire sprite no fire sprite just put out Horizon fire sprite Star. has nothing to do with yeah. the conversation <laughs> but yeah you have so much to talk about um so yeah, I believe it. I hope it happens, and I'm excited for it if it does happen. Me too. And moving on, uh, some sad news. Pixel Opus has closed down. I am on the wrong dock. Uh, yeah, Sony is shutting down the Concrete Genie Studio Pixel Opus. This is from Chris Golian at Video Games Chronicle. Sony Studio Pixel Opus has announced that it will be closing down. In a tweet posted on Friday, the California-based studio wrote, quote, Dear friends, our Pixel Opus adventure has come to an end. As we look to new futures, we wanted to say a heartfelt thank you to the millions of passionate players who have supported us and our mission to make beautiful, imaginative games with heart. We are so grateful. End quote. Janet, what was your immediate reaction upon seeing this news? Uh, I was like, this sucks. Um, <laughs> it does feel like a negative hit towards PlayStation. It felt like, you know, it's tough to know because there's... Nothing really said here, and yet so much is said at the same time. It's hard not to fill in the gaps and feel like maybe, you know, Sony didn't see a future here, didn't want to see a future here, wasn't excited about what they were. I'm not sure what that behind the scenes looks like. Um, obviously, I'm not going to come on here and pretend like I was the biggest fan of Concrete Genie because I wasn't. But I was a fan of the studio because I felt a potential in what Concrete Genie showed. You know, while I wasn't as hot on it as, you know, I think even like, Greg, you're pretty popular with Genie, generally. Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm not as hot on it as you were, but I saw 
a joy there um and a level of innovation there a creativity there that got me excited about this studio and to feel like you know and this sounds like so heavy-handed in a way but like I, I i was excited about the studio i thought sony was excited about the studio and to see this come to an end in what feels so abrupt um you know it's disheartening um it bums me out it feels like you know we were just talking about what does PlayStation need to bring to the table with their next, you know, entry into live service or live service elements and what we want to see from them. And it felt like, you know, Pixel Opus, while I don't think they had you know, the the pedigree I'd like to see, they had they to me, they stood for a PlayStation that was a little bit different. You know, I think sure. we see a lot of that single player prestige, big AAA stuff, and that stuff's fair and fine. But what Concrete Genie and what Pixel Opus did to the current portfolio, even as is, even with me wanting a little bit more, is it was it was different and it was solid. You know, it added a layer of intrigue. It added dimension. Um, maybe it wasn't the, the hottest thing in the streets, but it was different and it was interesting. And to lose that bit, it feels like we're smoothing down more of the edges of PlayStation into something that feels more, I don't know, um, homogenous. And I don't like that. I feel like there's not as much intrigue in that so that's that's really what bums me out and i just hope that you know the people from this team find something next that works for them and i you know i don't know how they're taking this internally or how this goes down but i'm hoping that at the end of the day maybe it becomes a blessing in disguise for those developers and creators and that they can you know whatever they pursue next clicks for them in a way where they're gonna look back on this and be like wow this was a turning point in a good way potentially which i'm sure doesn't feel that way now i, I think we've all had parts of our career that felt like hits um in a negative way and you know i'm hoping that there's still a bright future that we still see more of that creativity just in in different ways in a different capacity in the industry even if it's not at playstation which is disappointing to you know now hear that 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 journey has come to an end i also have the privilege of going to see their like section in playstation back when concrete genie was coming out or like right when it came out and yeah to just like I don't know. There's something like so depressing about thinking of seeing all those post-its of the drawings of the monsters mm, and stuff from mm. Kaku Genie and the, the idea of that coming down. I mean, it, it's a bummer whenever there's, I think, change within a workplace like that. But to, I think, have that so associated with the creativity and the energy and the excitement around it and for that to be over um, made this news hit really negatively for me, uh, even though it's not like, you know, again, one of my favorite plays in your games. I'm not going to sit here and act like it ever was. But, you never um, cared, Janet. You killed yeah, it, Janet. It's, it's my fault. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Boom. You can't tell me I wasn't down for the culture. All right. Yeah, I feel like you somehow have, like, every game back Genie. there. Yeah, There's been so many times where you just turn around, pull something out, and I'm like, how do you have something that, that applies always, to every conversation? What do I always say, Bless? If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. So I mean, anyway, fair. I'm going to uh, miss Pixel Opus as part of the library because they're really cool. But yeah. what about y'all? How did this hit you? I mean, I'm similar to you in the sense that, you know, I played through Concrete Genie. I enjoyed it fine. It wasn't my favorite PlayStation game, but I thought it had really cool ideas and it stuck out as something that was different and fresh out of playstation first party which is a thing that i always want um i i when you know we, we were um when this story came up for kfgd right now i was putting it in the doc one of the things that stuck out to me was a statement that playstation made to ign which they said playstation studios regularly evaluates its portfolio and uh the status of studio projects to ensure they meet the organization's short and long-term strategic strategic objectives uh, as part of a recent review process it has been decided to close pixel opus and like in a, for a playstation that is 
right now very buttoned up and has been for a little bit as they've become bigger and bigger and more successful. That strikes me as very honest in terms of, <laughs> hey, like we evaluate our portfolio. We want to look at our short and long-term strategic goals and Pixel Opus doesn't fit that. And when you look at what PlayStation is today, yeah, like Pixel Opus doesn't fit that. And that breaks my heart a little bit because it makes me miss and desire a little bit of a PlayStation that had more of the personality and the willingness to take risks on projects to of get different weird. sizes and yeah, yeah. get <clears throat> weird because like that's the thing that i'm enjoying when i pick up my xbox right like in the last uh, year we've gotten games like pentiment and hi-fi rush out of xbox and i'm like dude those are weird and those are like very much passion projects from the teams that are that are working over there and over on playstation right like we're getting these big prestige um critically super well received titles but to your point uh janet right like there's this level of uh be being homogenous uh in their library where it, where it is you know what a playstation first party game is and i think to most people to the wide audience that's a good thing because we know that we can expect a game that looks incredible, a game that runs really well, a game that is going to give me probably a narrative or some kind of third-person action gameplay, and that stuff is going to sing, right? Like, we can expect game. We, we know what to expect, and usually that is a good thing. But I do like the idea of, hey, like, Media Molecule or Pixel Opus, be, like, kind of the, the, the weird, like, thought, like thought, thought leader might not be the right word, but, like, be, like, re research and development for us. Like, look into like these different different ideas find weird things that we can maybe borrow from you like we want you to be weird for the sake of innovation um and yeah like i i, I think i'm gonna miss playstation having these kind of studios for those reasons on the other hand right like i get it like you're a big corporation you're making so much money off of other ip off of horizon that we'll talk about in a second off of last was and your other um studios i get why you want to close it down I just hope that uh, Media Molecule <laughs> doesn't get closed down in a similar fashion because now I feel like they're kind of next up on the board when you're talking about the weird, different PlayStation Studios. But do you really worry about Media Molecule? I mean, like it, mm -hmm. it's similar to what you're saying. Like I think everything you guys said about Pixel Opus is correct. I, honestly, I think with them, there was always a weird acquisition, I felt, for where PlayStation seemed to be going and now as entrenched as what the PlayStation identity is in the PlayStation 5 era. I think it definitely makes sense, as, although it is sad to see it go. However, I fully expect that team to either end up at a bunch of different indies or start their own little indie thing and make smaller games faster, make weirder shit probably than PlayStation is going to allow them to do, which is why I turn my attention to Media Molecule 2, which is that, of course, Dreams was a great idea, but Dreams was also very convoluted and hard for a mass market to understand, and PlayStation is very mainstream and mass market right now. So I do wonder what Media Molecule will work on next, and if there's any possible way that can reach the heights you're seeing sucker punch insomniac naughty dog and playstation go and if that's the case again if media molecule was to go away i could see them all making a few smaller studios out of that that are mm. turning games that are even weirder even faster which of course is easy for me to say no skin in the game i'm not worried about my paycheck if you're in america for pixel opus your health care etc etc but i do think that those names and those pedigrees would be like gobbled up in terms of funding of like oh my god you want to make something weird and small let's go this five person team ten person team yeah i mean i worry about media molecule in the sense that i think like there, there's eyes are on them uh, eyes I, are on I, them for uh, sure eyes are on them and i don't know if they're gonna make the next ghost of tsushima or the sure. next horizon sure. you know like i mean I'm a, i wonder if their next thing is probably little big planet like because that is what go they were known works. for right yeah. go back to what works and you know we just got the um sack boy a big adventure like if that worked for them, then yeah, like have Media Molecule go back to making little big planet games. Um, but yeah, I think I worry just on the nostalgia side of 
I, I just really appreciate what Media Molecule brings to That I understand. Nostalgia side, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But, again, who knows? Like, who knows? We'll see. And, yeah, like, like, I don't know. I guess my question is, what do you think Media Molecule is working on next? Like, do you think it is Little Big Planet? Puppeteer 2, you know? Why not? <laughs> Someone needs to bring it back. Someone's got to pick we, up this one. <laughs> I pick up the... the what the what's the fucking name for those the strings attached to a puppet? I don't know. Strings? Someone in the chat will know. Um, I mean, I think they're like going to do something totally different. Like, I'd be really surprised if maybe Molecule went back to like Little Big Planet or Sackboy, however you want to couch that IP. That's basically the same IP, just different. Yeah, Puppeteer. Here we go. And I Who I'm not puppeteer, being Puppeteer, I so I don't want to, uh, Japan Studio. Thank you. Um, on the PS3, and I didn't finish this yet because I started playing on PlayStation Now, and it just had like just enough delay that I'm like sure. I gotta get a hard copy somewhere and dig out some old stuff but this thing hit like if you're looking at the gameplay footage that barrett pulled up like this was like innovative creative it was fun it was like stage play-esque you know 3d platform well, not th is it 3d 2.5d i don't know whatever it's a platformer it's funky it's fun um yeah i want to see just I, I would love to see media molecule go back to platformer but do something different um just something funky something fresh something weird i mean they've played around i think if you look at some of their which I feel like this could be its own whole episode, so I won't talk too much longer about it, but of like what Media Malco could be cooking next. I think if you look back at what they did within Dreams, you could kind of get maybe some hints of like the various directions it could go in. Like they dropped that train game that was like, they did this thing where they had like these like packs of levels that they made that they'd keep like making new ones. And one of them was like the train one where you're like building like train tracks and shit. So I. I feel like it could be anything, but I would be shocked if it was like a little big planet again. Because I feel like they want to, they seem like they want to go and do something new generally. So I feel like it'll be, you know, a more traditional game, but mm -hmm. the genre is TBD. But I feel like platformer is pretty safe and needed, really needed with PlayStation. There's not a lot in the way of platforming. If they can come out with something, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we've talked about it before. It'll be a dialed in actual game. I, I as I've said, imagine Tearaway, not a Tearaway 2 or anything like that, but in terms of, some of the play create ideas that were inside of uh, Tearaway that weren't Little Big Planet. Like, I think you, it's going to be something weird like that. Where I, but I think I could see it being a tight platform or something to that effect. But it'll be a game, first and foremost. Uh, well, to usher into our Horizon Burning Shore spoiler cast no? conversation, let's talk about a little bit of Horizon news. With Horizon Forbidden West uh, has become one of PS5's best-selling games. This is Liam Croft at Push Square. Uh, as part of a celebratory PlayStation blog post all about the 20th anniversary of Guerrilla Games, the first-party team has announced Horizon Forbidden West has sold 8.4 million units as of April 16th, 2023. This is purely counting all PS5, PS4 sales, and does not factor in any downloads from PS Plus Extra. In total, with the original Horizon Zero Dawn and also Horizon Call of the Mountain included, the Horizon series has now sold... 32.7 million copies, including PS Plus and the Play at Home uh, Redemptions. The sales milestones makes Horizon Forbidden West one of PS5's best-selling games, uh, competing in the upper echelons with the likes of God of War Ragnarok and Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. And so boo Barrett. <laughs> Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West, boo. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Shut up, Barrett. Yeah, congratulations. Well-deserved. You know what I mean? I think it is that game that uh, franchise even that we talk about that often comes up the bridesmaid right i feel like it, it, it you we give accolades to both first party wise oh my god last of us oh my god spider-man oh my god god of war i feel like horizon and halo do get in that second tier same thing where we talked about of course 
you know, the release of Horizon always coming out alongside some other open world game of the generation when you talk about Breath of the Wild for Forbidden West. I'm sorry, for uh, Zero Dawn. And then, of course, uh, Elden Ring for Forbidden West and stuff. So, yeah, it's nice to see it, you know, actually selling and having an audience there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice to see it selling because it's a franchise, I think. Well, I even think, right? All of us really enjoy and love this franchise. Um, but also, yeah, it's it's easy to see it feel like it's falling behind the curtain because of yeah like launching alongside other super popular games but it's reflected in the numbers right like hey one of the best-selling uh ps5 games that's huge and like it has me excited to see one what the next horizon game looks like in terms of how they improve it and all that stuff but then also what is the next ip that um the gorilla moves on to right like are they able to repeat the success sure i'm also very curious to see that just because we've not i don't think we've had maybe aside from like naughty dog um like these current iteration of playstation ip that came to fruition during the ps4 generation move on to like all right now let's create another new ip that is of this size that is a is of this ilk right i feel like horizon was the first one that came in that slew of here's ghost here's days gone here's um death stranding like a bunch of these bigger more polished first party titles from playstation that would make me think that Gorilla is probably going to be the first one to get there with a new IP. And I'm actually very excited to see you think what so? that looks like. Aside from like a Naughty Dog. Because I uh, La- Uncharted Last of Us, I kind of look at the kind of like dovetailed. Yeah. In like and I guess maybe, La- maybe Naughty Dog gets to their n- new see, IP that's after I, Last of Us. That's my thought is that I think they're going to get to, I think you're getting Horizon 3 next, period. End of statement. Right? We'll talk about Burning Shores, but Burning Shores is still setting the stage for the next game. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's sold well enough that they're going to make this next game. They're going to complete what I would assume is their trilogy, right? And so at that point, then you figure lock them in for another five, four or five, four, years. five years, the right of working on that. And I do feel like even once you get factions two or whatever we want to call the last of us multiplayer project from naughty dog i think there's a team that has also been working on the next single player game they're super stoked about sure that's good enough. Yeah. so i would wonder if that gets there first and i like what sucker punch i assume is they gonna be ghost working two. on ghost two yeah. and then after that i would expect a ghost three maybe if they're you working think so? i think see i think that'll be the stop you think so i think ghost two will be the stop yeah yeah Based on nothing really, other than I think historically, there's the second invasion of uh, Tsushima mm-hmm. that it, that I think they'll use for their next game, and then I think that even then, I mean, we talk. I just said it about Horizon, but I think that Ghost and Jin Sakai feel like they're down there too. It was like a game we all really liked and really enjoyed, but I don't feel like it caught fire, right? And I think they're going to be looking for their next thing. Yeah, I guess Ben Studio, their next thing is probably sure. a new IP, and so yeah. maybe we see yeah. Ben get there before um, Gorilla. Yeah, arguably Ben could be there before any of them. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, now it's time for PlayStation picks. picks uh, the picks. drop this week looks like this. Uh, we got Weird West for PS5, Ease nice. 9, Monstrum Knox for PS5, Death or Treat for PS5, and then Marvel's Midnight Suns for PS4. Uh, wait, is that right? <laughs> Marvel's Midnight Suns coming out for PS4? All right, cool. I think um, they dropped the Switch version, and then, yeah, the, the, the last, you know, gen. last gen ones are coming out. Gotcha. Yeah, it's weird now seeing last gen like hit just randomly. in time because i keep seeing things like that with same as you bless i'll look at something and be like that can't be right like this has to be like old copy paste from like three months ago and it's like oh no it's finally getting down to um you know four or whatever which is kind of i mean better than not going there at all i guess for people that are still on that platform but uh, it always feels kind of random yeah well, Mega uh, Buster in the live chat says there are more interesting time periods in feudal Japan history. They could take the Ghost franchise. They could take the Ghost franchise and not be focused on Jin. Omega Buster, bet, go, Ooh. go for it. Your third game ain't gonna be a Ghost game. Ooh. You know, you know what I'm saying here. Ghost two, then something else. Mm-hmm. Bet. 
Uh, well, as far as what we've been playing this week, Greg's been playing Horizon. Yeah. I've not been playing anything. That you can talk about. That I can talk about. Janet has been playing some Marvel Spider-Man Morales. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll be periodically talking about this game. Hopefully not also overlapping with the next game when it comes out. Um, I have beaten the game before. I beat it before it came out. During the review cycle, people always ask that when they see me playing it. Um, I'm just working on the Platinum for it. So I figured I'd toss that in there because I don't have a lot else going on for PlayStation right now. Um, But dipping back into that, I finally finished the... There's like a... Most of the trophies are pretty like, you know, very achievable. Like they're not too bad. Um, One of them is... I forget what they're called, but like those little like uh, kind of test tutorial-y thingies where it'll be like, oh, do this many takedowns this way. Like it's uh, the simulations that like Peter yeah, set up yeah. for Miles to uh, train in, the training simulations. Um, I finally did the stealth one, which <laughs> I was struggling for so long because I didn't realize you could like click the stick and like see if people could see you. And I'm like, Hilarious. oh my God, this is so much easier. And then, you know, a couple other things like learning how to use my webs to like distract people. Because I think the thing that I've really learned from doing the platinum and i feel like the platinum has so many functions you know people always ask like well what's why why even do it at all right i don't know why do any of this like we're just (laughs) spinning on a rock right (laughs) but to actually answer that question besides the oh more time with the game you like the challenge of getting to do it the, the feeling of satisfaction of having done it all of that is fair and fine and there are all reasons why I sometimes pursue a platinum, but a fun um, sort of, what is it called, symptom of it, even though it sounds negative, of this platinum run is you do get to engage with the game on a different level. And I feel like Miles Morales and the Spider-Man games in general are not hard games. Um, you know, you can get by without knowing much and look really good doing it. You know, you hit square a couple times and you look like God, you know, hit the triangle <laughs> and circle. And it's like, oh man, you're doing amazing takedowns. And I think that's a testament to what makes that game special and that franchise pop that you can just kind of button mash and look amazing and have it feel fun and not like you're just hitting square a bunch of times that being said you can get away with not knowing a lot of the deep systems so i've been liking having to actually like really use all the tools and the different ways to get things done and it's made me appreciate the game a lot more um i don't know if it raises like my score of the game or anything like that necessarily but i'm like wow there's so much going on here that you can engage with if you choose to. And I'm really been impressed by that and enjoying that. Um, and then for side quest stuff too, I'm uh, working on finally getting the cat because I never got the cat. So Bodega cat. Yeah, doing that quest line now. Um, we'll see how long it'll take. I'm kind of taking it slow. I'm doing the new game plus, And I don't know if I'm going to like how much I'm going to ping pong between that file and doing kind of like the thing that I think Blessing, you had this issue too, where you're like, do I keep going on this file or yeah. do i go back to the other file? like i'm kind of ping-ponging between the two depending on what i have going on um so we'll see how long it takes how deep in the weeds it's i get i have a lot I, of trophies left. at some point i'm gonna go back to miles morales and beat it uh or right. not beat it but beat complete right. it and get the platinum and the truth comes <laughs> out <laughs> but no i have two different uh saves for miles morales that are that both have the game beaten but like i did different side quests in both of them yeah. and so now i'm like fuck which one of these do I pick back up to then platinum it? Because they're around similar percentages. Um, but like, I think in one of them, I focus more on the wall takedowns because I think that was one of the trophies that you need to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like, ah, oh, man, I don't know which one to get, which one to do. I'll probably just do the new game plus one because I have one of those. Yeah, because but... I think that's also one of the trophies is beating the game on new game plus. It is. Yeah. 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 So I have that trophy. And there's also some skills I think you still need to unlock that's only, 
either only unlocks in New Game Plus or you like don't get enough skill mm. points mm. in I the I believe it's it's save. only unlocked in New Game Plus because yeah, okay. if memory serves I did everything except that yeah. and I did yeah. New Game Plus playthrough and got And that. I have I believe I have those trophies. Like my thing is, you know, last... I'd love to be able to check but I can't. Oh damn. Some people sucks. hide their trophies cuz they're cowards. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's also like I'm it's almost like I'm playing something that they can't talk, I can't talk about, you know. Sure, okay. Shout out to Lego 2K Drive. Oh, uh, I'm not playing that. But yeah, like I I I have those trophies. And then he goes in and it, it announces a real unannounced or unreleased game. Like he could have said anything, but he, yeah, he chose a real <laughs> game that's plausible. Game. That isn't the one I just requested codes today. But I should have said Spider Man too. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a matter of figuring out which one I want to get. The is it a hundred percent? Like Jana, you're platinuming it. Does the game yeah. uh, does it force you to get a hundred percent, or is it like all side? I don't quests? think so. No, 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 no. I don't think so. But someone check and correct me if I'm wrong because I've been slowly like using the pin system and making my like okay, these are the five I'm kind of going after. And knocking about that way, I, mean, I don't it, think there's a full I don't, side quest one. It depends what you're talking about for the things, but yeah, there's 100 com, 100% complete all districts, collect all the time capsules, collect oh, all the postcards, open all Maybe the underground that. caches, shut down all the rocks on labs. So it's like, it's pretty much. I, I don't think there's a percentage on it, but there is like go do everything kind of thing. Anyways, though, it's gonna take a while. You know what else is gonna take a while, ladies and gentlemen? Keeping kind of funny around. We need your support over on <laughs> patreon.com slash kind of funny. I tried. I was like, wait a second. What I was going to say watching these ads. I thought that's where you're going to go. Damn, that would have been great. Yeah. You know what? You know, I'll try it again. You know what's going to take a while, everybody? Watching okay. these ads. What? But guess what? If you were over on patreon.com slash kind of funny, you could be watching the show live. You could get dozens of monthly exclusive bonus episodes of content. And of course, you could get the show ad free. But since you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny, here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Do you want to look as cool as I look? Yes, you do. And you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a a brand new pair no questions asked you can wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase exclusively for you listeners shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season you can go to shadyrays.com and use the code kind of funny you can get 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses you can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people promo code kind of funny at shadyrays.com Blessing, Craig. Janet, we're back, and it's time for topic of the show. Today, because Janet requested it, is Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores, spoiler cast. Of course, Burning Shores came out April 19th. Uh, Blessing reviewed it on episode 165 of PS I Love You XOXO and gave it a four out of five. We, of course, were caught up in a million different things. It dropped. You reviewed it. I started playing it. I had to go off and do Jedi. Janet, you were playing it, but you were juggling a million different things. We have now all beaten it. If you've made it this far in the show, I assume either you've beaten it or you don't mind just hearing all about it as we're going to do a little spoiler cast business on it. You said four out of five. Janet, now that you're done, credits have been rolled. What would you score on the kind of funny scale? I think I'd also give it a four out of five. Um, mostly for the similar reasons Blessed did. It's more Horizon, which might beg the question, well, why isn't a 5 out of 5 if Horizon's like a 5 out of 5? It just, I, I feel like it doesn't elevate enough to sure. warrant that. DLC is always a little funky because 
it's sort of reviewed a bit differently than a base game is because you're looking at it from just a different angle. Like, what? how does this push the envelope if it does at all? I think this is very much a more of the same DLC for the most part. Um, that being said, I think if you liked Horizon, you will have fun doing it, and I think it's worth checking out. Um, and now that we're, you know, in this spoiler-safe spoiler section, you can just talk about it. Um, you know, things like getting the, um, and I'm going to butcher the name for these, but kind of like the... The far zenith type of weapons, like getting, even though I'm not like in love, yeah, the little gun. Even though I'm not like in love with the gun mechanically, I think just being able to get stuff like that, like, is cool and it is narratively interesting and adds to the lore in a fun way. And I like looking at DLC too when I'm really into a franchise as a kind of a window into what could be to come in the next game. So I think Horizon Burning Shores does a good job at serving those kind of purposes, at checking those boxes. So I feel like. It is worth your time if you enjoyed the base game. It's more Horizon, and you're going to have a good time with it. So I'd also give it a four out of five. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and I think you know the reason I don't think I, I don't think it pushes it crazy forward, and that's yeah. the same thing we all said. I, this could have been something that if if I didn't know better, you could stumble on it and be like, oh man, what a great quest line in in the story as is, and it's what you talked about. I think a bit with Horizon and games in general that there's so many quest lines open on my current save of horizon forbidden west that is like oh well as excited as i was about the dlc in a new place what what's keeping me from having those experiences with these others you know i think uh sam whitworth of course friend of the show and somebody who's just been acting forever uh as great as walter Londra. i really liked that elon musk kind of character i thought he was a better villain than most of the other zeniths maybe with the exception of carrie ann moss right because we got so much time with her and we had the whole thing but i liked his narrative overall of just like yo i'm running from nemesis and we're back but fuck this i'm gonna go back to la and kind of take over la and then get my rocket and get out of here before nemesis shows up i also just dug him basically like just you know eating the scenery of just like being this over-the-top megalomaniac billionaire you know having his own museum exactly right and the way he had all these people worshiping him and lying to them and doing all these different things that you know everything uh interceded or uh, interwoven with you know him missing his wife and having these people recite their li- her lines from the movie to kind of audition to be his new wife or his, his mate as yeah. his little AI calls out. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, it's like horrible, but it's like also I was like, damn, that's really good. But also, why are the Far Zeniths obsessed with that? This is the second Far Zenith who's like, I'm down bad for someone in the past and you kind of look like them or you could kind of, I could pretend if I squint my eyes, I take my glasses off, I could sure. pretend you're that. What's up with that? I mean, you know, they fucked it up and now they want to get it back. That's all make up for you know the thing they don't want to meet new people and they definitely want to talk to these people who are like from the past they don't you know want to get I mean? on like the what, what kind of exciting conversation you can have with this people they've seen none of the movies or things you enjoy all they know is oh, i like fucking hit a lizard with a rock well that's fucking exciting <laughs> that was really cool thank you do you understand i can fly you understand that I've, I'm, I've been alive for gajillions of years and stuff i got better things to talk about than this don't yeah. you worry about it um yeah, I like that. I like you know, I, even from the little bit I we had, I l- knew I liked Seika, uh, and I'm saying it right, right? Seika, yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Playing through the rest of the way with it, I I really enjoyed her her performance. So I think that's one of the things that makes it, you know, uh, a four out of five is that the performances are great, the stuff's great, the world is still gorgeous. It's still so much fun to play Horizon. It just is like, yeah, there's no I. 
It's not that there's no downside. It just feels like more Horizon, which, yeah. of course, I think makes it a little bit less than what we thought with Horizon Forbidden West, which was a step up from Zero Dawn. Yeah, like, for me, it's just the fact there's, there's nothing that really makes it super special. Like, I talked about this in my review, but I, I liked the addition of Seika as a character. I think Seika brought way more out of Aloy as a character, and that's been such a conversation of, oh, man, I wish Aloy, like, had more personality, or I wish Aloy, like, had more to work with. I think Seika, I think putting in another character that feels competent, that that you know, gives Aloy more to play off of, um, brought, brings more out of Aloy, and I really enjoyed that element. I liked, um, you know, I liked the new location. I think adding in LA as a location was really enjoyable. Um, one of the things I brought up during my review, too, is that the design of this area, uh, because it's meant to be played after you beat Horizon yeah. Ben West, it feels a bit more designed around the fact that you will have this flying 100%. machine. And so it being segmented by different islands and having like a lot of water there and being able to find the water wing and going underwater and coming up. I thought all that stuff um, was really cool. And then, yeah, like I think this, the, the, the story was um, really engaging as well. Like there's so much here that I'm like, Oh yeah, no, this is great. But it's not like I finished it and went, Greg, you need to play this. It's more right. so of a, oh, dude, Greg, you should play this. Like, you want more, good. go for it. Yeah, yeah, this is a great dessert on what was already there. Like, exactly. This is a great add-on to it. Um, people agreed with us, of course, across the the board. Everybody who wrote in was super stoked. Of course, you can always write in for free at kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. Uh, Dane wrote in and said, writing in for the Burning Shores spoiler cast, good day, y'all. Hope you're doing well. Across your previous Horizon discussions, you talked about wanting to have Aloy be more fleshed out as a character and wanting a romance option. This DLC hit both of those uh, for me. Do you feel like the writers stepped up their game on writing Aloy in Burning Shores? I do. I don't know how much of it was reactionary or was heard or how much you could change between Forbidden West release and Burning Shores release, but I do feel like they did their best to make Aloy more verbose to have opinions and like that. And it's not like earth shatteringly different or anything, but I did feel like she was talking more and it was more engaging and she was pushing back on certain things. Yeah. Seeing the moments where she would get like a bit nervous or a bit emotional while talking to Seika. And you can tell that like, you know, she relates to Seika in quite a few ways. Sure. Right. But then also, you know, seeing her, like her voice shake a little bit. Like uh, those, those are, those are sides of Aloy that I've not seen before. And again, I really enjoyed them exploring again. Yeah. I think they, they stepped it up for this. And I don't know if it was like, I don't think it was to your point. I don't think it was reactionary from forbidden West because video, I'm sure this DLC was in development way before, um, uh, like even the release of that game. But I wonder if it is like seeing even response from horizon zero dawn. Cause I think some of that stuff just persists in terms of, the way people talk about it. See, I do think there's, I do think some of it came from Forbidden West because it is that, like, I know usually mocap writing and all that stuff, it's happening, but it's not like the first thing they're doing. So I do think there was time after the game that you saw this reaction and, like, okay, yeah. well, how can we pep it up a little bit, but not go crazy, obviously, and change I, everything. I got so excited. That's the thing is, they turned me into somebody who's like, oh, damn, like, I hope, I hope we see something happen here. Like, I turned into that kind of viewer, which is like usually me when I'm watching a CW show. Sure. <laughs> where yeah, I'm yeah. like, damn, like, I hope, like, you know, Oliver Queen and, like, I don't know. Felicity. Any, Felicity oh, yeah, that's actually Felicity the perfect example. smoke. Yeah, I hope, like, Oliver and Felicity, like, you know, become a thing. Like, I want to see that happen. And early, like, probably halfway through this DLC, when I started to see that chemistry, I, I was like, Oh snap! Are they holding hands? Like I think I sent Janet a clip. I forget if I actually sent it. Oh or not. no, you didn't. I I was supposed to tell you like I finished everything, so you could send me everything you've captured. There's there's a clip of me being like like what's going on? Like what are they doing right here? And then like I'd like at the end of the cutscene, I'm like oh let's go. Like these these, these oh man they're they're doing the damn thing. 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think they had, I think that element just gave them a lot to work with, uh, in terms of Aloy. Um, and yeah, it's, it seems like they are taking some feedback in like trying to, trying to implement that in, which I, which I enjoyed. Oh, you did send me this clip. I didn't watch it. I have to check it out now. I mean, ignore okay. that. I've, well, like, send it us. We're going to watch it together. I don't know if it's one. Oh. I, like, I forget what I say in that one. Watch it with muted. Oh, do you, and do then... you talk in this? Oh my God. Hold oh, on. I do can talk I just, it. Is it safe to just put this into Slack and then. I don't know if it is. What I, do you mean? What could I you possibly this? say? I don't think I say anything. Do you drop it. slurs at home we're not aware of? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I don't, unfortunately, I don't think I can download it from my like PlayStation app to you see can? it. But it, it's like right. cutscene where they're like sitting I on the I beach can. on the log. Yeah, if you can send it, um, definitely send it. Well, I also had sent, just really quick, for like dumb messages that i've sent like blessing for when i'm playing um i sent him a picture of uh aloy and Seika. i will say i did have the Seika romance spoiled for me so it's tough for me to get a read on how much did i feel that come through in like the writing and the presentation because i played it after like when it came out and like everyone online was like talking about oh this like romance thing so it's like okay i knew that it happened um but i did send him a screenshot of Seika and aloy like taking the elevator or whatever or the stairs or some shit into the ascension hall and i captioned it what if we kiss in the ascension hall <laughs> um but yeah super super funny stuff um so what I, did you I definitely think felt sorry go ahead Jen. yeah i mean for the aloy you know coming to life or whatever i do feel like she had a little bit more it still feels a bit like you didn't season the chicken before and now you added salt and pepper and it's like it's better but it's just like it's still not quite there but sure. i think i definitely have optimism that they will pick some additional lanes and hopefully some character flaws, I think, for Aloy, too. Um, just because right now she still is, you know, we talk about her being so, like, holier than thou hero. The savior and of I want to see, yeah, I want to see her, like, you know, fuck up a little bit more, you know? Sure. Like, just I'd be, be a little bit more of a person, you know? For someone that, and I, I know you're a clone of a person, so maybe that's, I don't know where some of humanity is. I don't know. But they're all like kind of descendants in that way. So yeah. I, it, it is what it is. But I did like the dynamic a little bit more because it was so tough to get much from Aloy. I think the most we got from Aloy in Forbidden West proper was probably her like semi potential salty lonely vibe when she's like looking at um what's his face through the fucking the fucking tent and you just, like see their shadows of them like macking on each other and she's just like guess i'll just recover in the tent like that was a little something but not not much so i do like that she's kind of a little bit more uh animated in this dlc of course we want to talk about the romance option here we have two good write-ins for it. I want to start with Brandon K. Gon, who says uh, he brought in a giant thing and said, you're, of course, willing. You can edit however you want to. I don't need your permission to edit, Brandon, but thank you. Uh, my other criticism <laughs> is how Gorilla chose to end the DLC. Uh, what I have ire with is how the last plot point is packaged. I have no problem with the relationship between Aloy and Seika, but rather how it's delivered. Simply, I don't like when very important character arts are provided as a player choice when there hasn't been such an option in the hundreds of hours spent with a character prior. Horizon isn't Mass Effect, so it doesn't feel right to be given the choice of how the relationship between Seika and Aloy is handled. For context, I picked the hard option because it seemed the only correct one to me, considering all the talking to herself Aloy does after main missions about wanting to be on good terms with Seika and expressing her nervousness in doing so while building up the courage. Which, of course, step aside, I fucking loved. We were just talking about that. That's yeah. what we're talking about, right? If I really enjoyed being in her head. I feel the storytellers need to commit to such critical decisions. If Horizon was a series from the start where people could choose for Aloy to have a different personality or preference than another player, then this wouldn't stick out to me. I thought it was an interesting take because, yeah, 
This is something, of course, Forbidden West uh, really did not a lot of, but did a few times in the game, right? The heart, the head, the yeah. fist or whatever. And it was always like, none of this really matters. We're not really making Aloy a different character. We're not mass affecting it. So I had also had it spoiled for me of like a headline I had seen of just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I understand then when it's like, oh, you know, this is an important thing about her sexuality. I'm like, well, there's only one other main character in this game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I get where we're going. So when I got there, I was not shocked, but like, oh, it's a choice. That's an interesting I, way to do it. I was a bit surprised, it. too. Like, I was expecting it just to just be, oh, this is what the story is. When they give you the choice of, yeah, do you want to be romantic? Do you not want to be romantic? Do you want to? I, I, I wasn't taking it back. Like, I didn't dislike it, but I can kind of see where the writing is, is, is coming from in terms of, like, you're not, this hasn't really been the vibe of Horizon. I think for me, it's that weird thing of, I've wanted that to be the vibe of Horizon. Sure, yeah. Like, I, I would have fucking loved it from the start. This was like a Mass yes. Effect giant sprawling choice thing, yeah. 1,000%, because that is why I love these kinds of games. You know, I love the Fallouts. I love, like, the when the Mass Effects of the world are like, hey, and the, the Witchers even, when it is when it is you're at the end of a mission, and you got to make a moral choice, and both sides are gray, and, like, yeah. things are going to, you know, result based on what choice you make. I love that type of shit. And so when I got there and it was, hey, make the decision, I, it's, it's that weird thing of, yeah, like it was unexpected, but also like, you know, cool. Like I don't have an issue with it necessarily. My issue, which isn't a real issue, mm -hmm. is more the fact that when you do DLC, there's always that question of, well, how important is this really? Yeah. Is this really going to affect stuff? And like, you know, no, <laughs> Spider-Man does something in their DLC at the very end. You're like, oh man. That was a pretty pivotal character from the main game that is now in a completely different light. What does that it was mean? All a for, dream. What does that mean for Spider-Man 2, right? The fact that we have the choice here makes me really go, oh. So like We're not gonna see Seika ever is again. Seika <laughs> ever is she gonna matter? Are they gonna read my save to be like, okay, give one insert cutscene at the end of Horizon 3 when all's fine and Aloy's finally done that I embrace Seika in a in a yeah, in a cutscene or maybe get a throwaway line of dialogue and probably get a throwaway dialogue line that's a very general like oh i've met somebody like you before or whatever, that kind of shit right and it won't be that yeah this leads to mitch's question which i th or comment that leads into questions and more conversations on this mitch wrote in of course kind of funny.com slash psilly and said what what did you do for that moment at the end it seems like most people go for the love option but i went for the aloy is a solo adventure and has no time for anyone option and who boy she is brutally mean and i ended up very unhappy with my decision for how to exit the story i am full of regret but everything else was great through the dlc especially the cauldron i all three of us did love yeah so i went yeah. and got the video and tossed it up baron if we can look and see i guess jump to the uh, down in the comments it's got the th or comments the description we can jump straight to the rejection i guess this is I too think, i think uh he might be already there great perfect because yeah there was love this is too much for me i'm not ready for this go. this is too much for me, much for me. <sighs> we get more volume everything we've been through Fighting machines, fighting the Horus, fighting Wandra. That has been my life for two years. Just one enemy after another, with the biggest still to come. There's so much at stake. I try not to think about it, but when I do, sometimes I can barely breathe. I just... It's all I can handle. I just don't have room for anything else. Of course, it, it can't be easy for you. I know this isn't easy for you either. 
dealing with your sister and your tribe and your future with them. But I know you can handle it. Because you're strong and you care. You're an example to everyone. Especially me. I'll miss you, Aloy. I was hoping she's gonna push her away. <laughs> I said no! <laughs> God damn it! Don't touch me. Thank you for everything. I mean it. I don't think yourself. Yeah, that's not that. No, bad. this is not. Okay, this is not. Let me see. I'm not all. ready for this. Let me see the next have one. Have we have we had different just dating lives where I'm like, this is like the really nice. I don't know what you're talking about. Since I was an outcast, I've been fighting. Machines, AI, Zenith, even whole tribes, it's all I know. And the truth is, even though I've been fighting for people, good people, I've only just begun to understand them. Did you see my loss? Yeah, my loss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pulls out her knife, cuts her own throat. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You That'd be wild. Absorbed so quickly. It's... It's amazing. I know that in time, your sister and your people... Random ass spawn in the back there. <laughs> I think that's her... Um, inspiration. It popped in, though, right? Didn't it? It didn't look like it was like... Yeah, flying. yeah. Well, he's, he's circling around. <laughs> Also looks like it wasn't like naturally gliding, but it was like a dragged PNG in the background. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Yeah, and see, I look at these two. I'm like, they should have just committed. They should have yeah. just like we've already yeah, well, we already. Aloy was very clear she was falling in love. We should have just fallen. To in me, love. this though solidifies the fact that her ever horizon decision is a non-decision because yeah. all these are the same outcome. It's I like you, but I don't have I time. Go for I'm you. not going to see you in the future because even even the one that um let me try to like find it where I texted Bless about it again. I'm just always sending him just my stupid thoughts while I'm playing these games where I'm like, Aloy really, cause you know, I picked the heart one like you guys did. And I, I sent him um, the screenshots and I said, here for fuck girl Aloy, because she says, I have a long, listen, I got a long road ahead of me. I don't know. I'm going to see you again. It's like, bitch, we both got focuses. We could, you can look, warp you, here. You can warp here whenever you here's want. Here's the thing, y'all. And I, you know, this is a lesson I learned a long time ago. I'm sure many of us listening have learned it, but if you haven't learned it yet, they don't want you. I'm sorry. 
that you got to find out during the spoiler cast. Spoilers for your life. They don't they, want you. It's if they wanted busy. to, they would. Yes. It's not that they would have. Oh, but why would they say they're going to go out with me on Friday and then they cancel last second on Thursday because we never said the time. They don't want you. I don't know why they're playing these games with you. I'm sorry. I don't, don't try to read into it. They don't want you. So even though you pick, this is actually a non-romance option, hot take. Just because you kiss somebody <laughs> doesn't mean it's a romance. They don't get together. Aloy sucks, which, you know, that is what it is. It don't matter what you choose. She's like, listen, I'm like really busy right now. Like, you know, anyway, let's there jump, you go. Let's you jump from first. the final decision slash falling in love uh, end of the game to the actual end of the game where we put down sticks on the main story, of course, uh, going in and fighting Walter and then fight, er, fighting the Horus, then fighting Walter, right? Uh, I want to go to Batista, man, 340, who writes in like you can, kind of funny.com slash PSIOY and says... All I've ever wanted since the first Horizon game is to fight a Horus. So when the Burning Shores trailer showed one waking up, I was equal parts excited and worried. Excited that we may finally get to fight one and worried that it would end up as a post-credits tease or a cutscene. This worry reached its peak when the Horus finally starts waking up and we're tasked with stealthing past its tentacles. I was like, quote, this better not be it, end quote. And then it breaks out of the mountain and you start chasing it down the beach and I got chills. And then it keeps going and going and going some more. I absolutely loved it, and it is easily my favorite sequence in the entire series, to the point that I don't know how they are going to top it in the third game. Two Horuses? A Horus versus Horus battle? A Horus in space? The possibilities are theoretically endless, and I am here for it. What did you guys think, and did you love it as much as I did? I think this might actually be where the spoiler cast comes from. Yes. Because you yes. said something about the final boss battle, Janet. And Blessing said, oh, I'd love to talk to you about that and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because like I when I finished the final boss fight, I was like, this is one of this is the best action sequence in Horizon. Like I legitimately loved it from the visuals of it, from the multi-phase parts of it, from the combat from it. It's taking like inspiration from Shadow of the Colossus where you're climbing on it to like then apply damage. And then like going from that to them being inside of it and fighting against um the what's his name? Landra, fighting yeah. against Landra, like for me, I'm like, this is everything a an end sequence boss fight should be. Like, this is this is giving me all of the cool parts of fighting a big machine in Horizon, and it for me, this has been the best final boss fight of a, of a Horizon game. But it has been interesting seeing some of the responses. I have seen some people on Twitter saying, "Oh no, like that final boss fight uh, was whack," and like even people in the in, on the media side of the industry mentioned it. And so I was curious of what Janet thought, and I think Janet mentioned that yeah, you didn't like it as much. Yeah, um, I went in with uh, really high expectations because of what Blessing had said. Um, mistake number one. No, I'm just giving you shit. Um, but no, I mean, I think it, I appreciated the things that you're mentioning, especially like the climbing on the Horus. Um, it was very Shadow of the Colossus-like. It was very, you know, Solar Ash-like, which Solar Ash is just borrowing from Shadow, right? Um, I like that aspect. I like the idea of also having a boss fight that is more akin to what we do in the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay of scanning, hunting, knocking parts. Like, I think that stuff's fair and fine. I didn't like what came right after. You know, the footage we're looking at now, it's like the climbing and then you attack. But after that, when you're in this, like, little arena spot, I just... And, hey, are you talking about, I'll, like, when the, when the Horus arms are kind of wrapped around? Yes. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit when I falter with gameplay. So maybe it's just because I was too bad at it or something. I could not, like, handle any of what was going on. I felt like the telegraphing was really bad. The spacing, like, you had no way to move. Aloy is... One of my biggest complaints about Aloy in combat is she takes forever to get up. And she's not that 
I mean, she can like mountain goat up stuff, but she's not, she doesn't have much of a jump. So for you to have like stuff where it's like projectile, projectile, wave kind of, they have to jump over, but you don't have space to glide. There's nothing to traverse on. Like, I just felt like I was just being a sponge. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm leveled up. I got a lot of potions and stuff. I'm just gonna drink my way through this. And the time they give you two to like, mark stuff and do damage is really small like granted you have really powerful weapons so like you can do damage kind of quickly so maybe that's why they did it that way but i honestly a lot of the beefs i had which again another kind of controversial take um i didn't like god of war 2018's fight against the dragon it felt very dated to me like i think it looked beautiful but i don't think it played in a way that was interesting or compelling and i had a lot of that flashback while fighting this where I'm like, look, I just, I know what I have to do, but doing it's kind of rough. And like, the more I fuck it up, the more I'm taking, getting taken out of it. And then when you're inside, like I liked going inside like the cauldron type thing. But then when you're, again, like you can only hit it when it's attacking, but the attack is a wave that you kind of got to jump out of. I'm like, Aloy doesn't got, maybe I don't got it. So I'll, I'll be willing to cop to that. But I did not feel capable of doing what they wanted me to do and it took me out of the spectacle of it but um you know greg what was your read on the final boss well you know janet we've talked a few times about how we're the same person and how it's very rare when we disagree and see things differently and this is not one of those times i did not okay. like this final boss battle a twist. Yeah. it's it's a few, it, it wasn't the difficulty for me of it where i was just like oh and i'm gonna say some hot fucking takes in oh, here all right go. so i'm sorry but like the chasing the thing like i was like i feel like i'm too far out is this well okay and then i when i catch up to the horus to fight underneath it i was like oh marvel's avengers did this better okay when i went and fought <laughs> the giant fucking spider tank in that a million fucking wow. times because at least there it i was like while to get there yes i it's felt like, like a it long was, ass walk it was faster the fight the fight was faster and i was having more fun doing damage than i was here because this one obviously it's on a grander scale, but it was like, all right, wait for his little fucking penis to pop out and shoot him over. <laughs> oh, he's spinning, so now I'm dot. Oh, I got hit by the leg, but I'm healing. But I'm whatever. When you start climbing it and fucking it up that way, I was like, this is cool. This is fun. I like playing with this scale. I wish we were. I wish this was the part that I was doing more, where it's dodge a million attacks, lay a trap, pin the leg, climb the leg, and do that. That would have been more fun. Then the next phase, yeah, where you're there and he's throwing the tentacles down. That was the same thing you were talking about, Janet. Where I was like. This feels dated. I feel like I've done this a gajillion times, whether it be a Borderlands, whether it be uh, a God of War. Like, there's a million things I, I can think of of being there, having the thing, and you're and like, this just doesn't feel fun. And I, I appreciated how, I, as soon as it started, like, I was like, I better not fucking die here and have to do the fucking part I just did that I didn't enjoy over. And the fact that there were so many uh, kits in the sand, I was like, okay, cool. Like, you're giving me what I need to get through. And then, yeah, to get to the final battle, battle with Walter. This is maybe on me a bit where I once I got the Zenith gun that I looked up and then looked away from uh, the Spectre gauntlet mm. and I'm using that like I that came at the perfect time in this DLC where I had been playing and I was like I'm having fun and enjoying this but man I, I you know we're coming off of so many different open worlds right now I'm like I really wish I was not using bone air and then I got that gun. I was like oh shit fuck this is great and it kind of feels like listen you've already beaten the game you've come this far let's give you a weapon that's a way too it's giving it's op but it's yeah. fun to use i'm like all right great um i got into that section right and like you know the as soon as he i don't even remember what he's saying or doing but like he's monologuing and if you use it you just like the the two or three things you need to do to get him into the next phase and so when he got in the next phase and throwing out the electricity and then the thing i was like oh okay cool i get hit by the electricity if you tell me like all right fuck fuck get, get in rhythm get in rhythm got in rhythm land go to shoot it and i hit it and i do like no basically no damage 
And I was like, fuck, I'm not tagging. Maybe I need to tag and blah, blah. And then finally I switched to bone arrow. And that's when I was like, oh, I clowned it out this way. I was like, the signposting was just annoying enough there that I'm like, Dah, nah. so I was like, the problem I have is that there's no phase that I was like, this is fucking hitting. I'm enjoying myself thoroughly. So it's like, I get it, but it's like, eh. And again, I, what other horizon? Like, I, that's the thing too, is like, I can't think of a horizon boss fight that I did. I like. definitely <laughs> hated the Carrie Ann Moss fight. Yeah. Well, that was the one where I, I think this was probably the first boss during the fight. review where I was like, fuck, I'm under level. This is the first time I've gotten this far in. There's no way out. Like, shit, fuck. I don't remember liking the Horizon bullshit. Zero Dawn one. I still call, I, uh, it's tough to remember if I, I think I did, but I was like super powerful because I had on that magical suit. Like, yeah. no one could touch God, me. God, I missed that suit. I missed that suit. I know. Where, like, what? Oh, it's because she's like, oh, I lost my book bag. I got washed uh, down like, the river. <gasps> yeah. I put all of my best gear, in, I took all my good gear off, put it in the back, left it on the train. Anyway, um, the, the Karen Moss one, I just have beef with any game where they, the mission level is not the level that you need to be at. Cause it's like, I was the mission level, but they're like, oh, we put the boss higher. And I get that someone's gonna argue, oh, well, the boss should be harder than what I, look. Not that it matters, this is the know. fight there. Tell I me know. what I need I to know. I fucking hate this fight. <laughs> 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 I fucking hate it. Right. My apologies, my apologies, I understand. Okay, this thing, fight I alone this makes it Horizon for Mid and West. Okay. If I you're an audio listener, it's Eric, he's fighting Eric. Get your spear out, that like, that fucking, the spike thing fucking like two hits and he's dead and it was green rarity it's like the best one of the best weapons in the game it's like a side quest thing that i get most people would probably didn't do but cool. i did it and i Good fucking spe I, I spiked this dude to death and in general the spikes the explosive spikes are very op in this franchise like if you want to give up on what you're on thinking about something just start throwing spikes at it and it's fine but yeah in general i do think horizon struggles with i think the set piece stuff with machines is holistically better than like human combat i think when they try to go for it with human combat it does get frustrating and i did feel that in the dlc as well because the dlc has another one where you're fighting you know the most armored man alive or whatever it's like a mini boss thing but it just oh yeah. it's just not fun to do like i think and i feel like the horse thing had potential but they added too many layers again i think too often games think that like well i have to make this like a big deal and make it different and make it grand but like you don't necessarily need to stray from what works. You know, fighting a Slitherfang is infinitely more fun than fighting the Horus, specifically because the Horus has weird phases where they're like, and now this is the this section. And I'm like, no, let me just fight a big ass oh, thing. I love it. <laughs> and just let me fight a big ass. Like, even though I didn't fuck with this game that heavy, I think Horizon could stand to learn a little bit from, um, is it called Wild Hearts? EA's yeah, Monster yeah. Hunter game? I think there's definitely, again, I didn't actually fuck with Wild Hearts because it's too Monster Hunter-y. Like, the shit takes too long. It's too hard. But elements of the traversal that that game has, like, I'm waiting for Horizon to, like, get there a little bit more. And I do think this DLC is inching that way with the geysers and the way you can use that to, like, sure. zoop up with your um, little fucking your glider. holographic glider. Yeah, but I, I want to see a little bit more of that. I think, too, like, to your point, Bless, with, with the shadow comparison and I didn't really fuck with Shadow of the Colossus, but I think of Solar Ash, which is also borrowing from Shadow of the Colossus. And I think of how stylish and cool those boss battles are, and I'm like, if we can just, if we like meld it a little bit, it's it's there. Which I do think is kind of a lot of the critical conversation around Horizon is it's almost there, but not quite. Um, and I do think these are layers where I am a little bit in agreement with mm -hmm. it being like a little bit off the mark for I, me for what I would want. I really feel like. As much as we enjoyed Forbidden West, and as like, and to be clear, like redoing this or doing the DLC 
you know, I stopped doing Star Wars to come back to do Burning Shores for the spoiler cast. And now it's like I have eight trophies left for my platinum on the base game. So it's like we are doing this until Zelda or until the next review game shows up. Like I'm all in on Horizon and I'm having so much fun. But it's also for me. And this is the thing with an open world game. I'm for me. Horizon is exploration and it is thinking through a scenario and then executing it more than it is the moment to moment combat. Yeah, I agree. Like fighting humans, like I don't like melee. So I always stay back and do stealth. But now that I got that fucking gun and I've also, I'm working on like the camps or whatever. And I have my high powered arrows. Like right before this, I was like, I'm trying to knock out the trophy for uh, getting rid of all the rebel camps. Right. I got like two or three left. So I just glided over one, landed, and I was like, let's go, motherfuckers. And I'm like, ah, I'm just shooting people in the head and like healing because I'm so super powered and OP. And it's like, again, for endgame, I'm enjoying that. What I'm excited based on what we did here of getting the cool gun, uh, <coughs> seeing some of the new traversal stuff they're doing is what they'll do in the third. Because the third strikes me as, since you have that kind of gun already, let's actually start getting some of their tech and using it against them and not yeah. just be bone arrows. Let's get some really cool... I don't know, fucking Iron Man boots or whatever the hell it's going to yeah. be, but really like mixing and working on, it, especially with the team you have around you that you could do stuff with now. Yeah. One of the things that I know probably they're going to wrap up in a second, but I wanted to shout out slash talk about a little bit the, um, I don't know, I forget what the, it was called in the game, but it's like a universal park <laughs> kind of area in the game where Pangea. Like, Pangea, Jurassic yeah. Park, dude. I thought that yeah. was so fucking cool. I, I, liked I liked the, a lot. I liked the idea so much and I liked a lot of aspects of it. The, not like telling you where to go and like trying to f i got so lost in that go area. to the armory and i was like dude See, it all looks the same and then i finally yeah. saw the armory sound i was like oh, i'm a dumbass okay i didn't yeah. really get lost there but the armory i did have a hard time kind of finding where the like cause the leveling like the yeah. map with like the levels that part kind of got me but yeah i, I i'm with you yeah. of, i i felt like it was also one of those things of like it was a part i got to and then had to break several times because for like somebody with ben or something with jen and then something for work so it was like i wasn't getting the flow of it but I loved the design and the detail so much that, like, after I'd already done the main mission, I came back. I'm just like, I just want to explore. I yeah. want to see what's up. I That's my thing. Is I think this will, that was supposed to be like this DLC's Vegas. Yeah. Of like, here's mm -hmm. like the really cool part that's like, you know, visually interesting that is like going after a gimmick. And I think like, in some ways they get there, but in other ways, I'm like, man, I would have loved to see this fleshed out more, especially like in just the mission design area of it. But yeah, like I want them, I want them to do more stuff like that too in the next game. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, here's this thing that you might recognize, like a set piece moment that is, oh fuck, like look how cool this looks because Horizon has so much capabilities and possibilities for. Oh yeah, like the game is already visually cool. Like give me the stunning moments where i'm like oh shit like y'all wait till you get to this part it's gonna did you your solve mind. the whole like dino uh no i started that was fun too it. and like i like doing so that and i love the way oh it's not bad at all okay because like once you set your side on the figures it's pretty easy cool. like because i did just... the first one and i was like i gotta review this game <laughs> and also go on exactly. yeah. <laughs> but again that's what i love that's the that's what i love about horizon is all right here's the thing and you can most of the time even see it through a window like how are you going to get in there and get mm -hmm. it that's what i go and do yeah i really like the figures too um Blessed to your point about getting like turned around in the fake universal Jurassic Park area. I think one of the cons of how they set it up narratively is because you're going in there like stealth. It's night. You're sneaking in and you're doing all this stuff. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it didn't have to be night. It was night for me. I don't know. It was night for um, me too. Yeah, it was night I think for me. it had to be night then. Um, but I can't fully remember. Is you don't get to enjoy like the fun of it because you're doing something like really serious in the game. So like it's sure. not like you get to play like when when that mission was over and I went back to get like some of the figures or to, like explore that area. I found this whole like I don't know if you guys went there, but they had like that little like play park area where you could like climb on like these little funky ropes. Like if you're going back at mm -hmm. all, 
look for it and check it out. It doesn't really have a big um, use case other than there's there's a couple of chests with like I think some of the um, God was it called something Shire the little oh Brimshire you know, Brimshire yeah there's Brimshire. some there's some Brimshine there and stuff. So if you you know that's an easy way to find it if you're looking for it. Um, but that was just cool. Like it's just a cute, a cute, fun thing. I feel like they could have put a couple. Um, something I wish they had in there was some co working coasters. And again, it's a kajillion years old. But they have like the loop de loops and stuff. Dude, and I'm elevators like, still fucking work all the time. Go oh, for yeah, it. Yeah, like whatever. let me get in a little cart and like you know zoom my way through or something. Um, but I did like um aspects of that. It definitely felt like kind of harkened back to oddly enough. Super Mario Sunshine has an amusement park area too that kind of has like a bit of that funky fun to it. So I like that. Um, other like kind of final things I want to nod to are I do like the flying aspect and what that's yep. kind of lent itself to with the the capture. It's way easier to do the capture stuff when you just fly through the rings than to try yeah. to like perfectly line up these vistas, which I could never do. Um, and I also really like how you can use the flight to one easily, you know, get around, but two, there's some moments where like you need to have, um, your bird to pull off like part of the rooftop or something. Yep. Cause you yep, can't yep, pull yep. it yourself. I think it's such a fun creative use for it. Um, so yeah, I like that aspect of it. I like the nods to, you know, I don't know if you guys did the side quest where you ran into, um, What's his face? The guy from Vegas. I forgot his name. Oh no! Like, oh yeah, I think I did he's that. there. So is like, it, you is know, it the one where he's like locked in a room and you gotta help yeah. him out? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't uh -huh. figure out how to get him out. I was like, sorry, dude, <laughs> you're stuck in here. <laughs> you know, <it's> funny. <laughs> you're gonna okay, die. Sorry. That's so funny because I texted Bless like, oh, like why did this quest line make me kind of emotional? Like I thought it was like a cute ending. Like I, I was moved by the ending of that little quest line. And he's like, oh, what's that? Let me go do it. So to think that you're like, let me go do it. And you're like, nah, I don't know. No, no I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> get this guy out of here. Um, but yeah, I like stuff like that, and I love that horizon has these known quest structures things like the ruins but they'll throw in like every now and then a little something different and in that one ruin the different thing is that he's also there and you kind of like get to hang out with him and do some stuff there um so yeah i really enjoyed it overall looking forward to the next batch of machines and looking forward to I'm gonna, I, I don't know when I'm going to work to write it out, but I want to write out my Horizon 3 wish list and really go into I did a little bit on Camp GD when Horizon 3 was confirmed for like the headlining story with Mike. Um, but I really want to go into the weeds and like dream about what I would love to see like in the next game. And then, you know, for fun, see if mm. any of those things come to fruition. But um, yeah, you know, fun time to be in the world of Horizon. As always, game. for those who know, come a, on now. A, a final word that I'll, I'll take from the book of Janet uh based on this dlc enough of the swimming there's like one part of the dlc that asks i to like swim. the swimming i don't like underwater battles i Both like suck. swimming but also like hey find these three materials that are under the water i'm like what are, for me it was when it was like here? get this fucking thing hanging off this thing's tail and i was like all right, yeah all right, yeah come on like i'll do, let me do that with the water wing i'm down to swim with the water wing. Yeah, mm -hmm. especially yes. if i'm zooming down there but like if i'm just Aloy, i like looking for a material yeah. underwater then i'm with janet here get it out of here stealth kelp this was great DLC for a great game, and I'm excited to see what it'll be, and I'm excited to platinum here in a little bit. Agreed. But for now, who I want to have the final word on this episode of PS I Love You XOXO is back to Brandon K. Uh, Brandon, of course, wrote in to kindoffunny.com slash PSILY like you can and gave a whole bunch of stuff that I edited. But these last three paragraphs he gave are long, but I really appreciated them. The last thing I want to touch on is Lance Reddick's character, Silence. Having him be the catalyst to start the DLC was a particular pang, and hearing his distinct voice made me appreciate what was being said, even if, in any other circumstance, it may or may not have uh, been all that important. Whenever I go back to replay Zero Dawn or get around to finally going through New Game Plus and Forbidden West, I'm really going to cherish the interactions he has with Aloy. With how far the game's 
with how far games have come in having the likeness of an individual, the opportunity to live on for digital eternity is a powerful concept uh, that has stuck with me since the final conversation of the DLC, thanking Aloy for her, quote, exceptional contributions. And yet, for me, that wasn't the most heartbreaking part. If you go back to where all your allies were when you complete the story, Alva in San Francisco, uh, Cotolo in Memorial Grove, Aaron in Las Vegas, etc., etc., and if you have already had their thank you conversations for helping them in their respective quests, you'll discover they're all gone, leaving behind one of those data points you can scan, each letting Aloy know they've left on their own quest of sorts. For example, Kotolo, uh, I'm surprised I'm saying it wrong. Kotalo uh, left with the delegation of uh, Tanakh uh, to Meridian to broker a peace slash alliance of sorts with the Karja. Or Zoe explaining she set off to Nora Lands to meet Varl's mother, uh, Sonia, and explain all that has happened. But it's, sil- it's Silence note that has stuck with me. In it, it's a journal cataloging every time he makes an excursion to the Zenith bake, base to pick up any leads to combat Nemesis. And when combined with the last conversation he has with Aloy discussing how he will need to travel to the facilities of different weapon companies that were in competition with Londra before the apocalypse, I can see the way in which silence may be written off in the coming threequel. But reading these notes filled me with an unexpected sadness of friends and allies from various backgrounds and lives heading off into different directions, doing their own thing with a sense of I might never see them again. And it hit me really close to home in a way I wasn't completely prepared for. Very well said. Very well said, Brandon. And a cool little thing. I haven't obviously finished a lot of the side quests even to go back and hear the thank you notes and then find these things. So a nice little wrinkle for what we'll see in Horizon 3 when that comes. And when it comes, ladies and gentlemen, you can expect to hear all about it here on PS I Love You XOXO. Each and every week we run you through the PlayStation news you need to know about. We have a great time and we hope you do too. If you enjoy this show, go to patreon.com slash funny, where of course you can write in to be part of the shows. And that's not actually 100% correct anymore. You can go there to watch us do the show live. You can comment to be part of the show live. You of course can get the show ad free. You can get dozens and dozens of monthly exclusive shows only on patreon.com slash funny. You can write in for free on kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y to be part of the show with your conversation topics. You can get the show for free with ads and none of the exclusives on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe no matter where you get ps i love you xoxo thank you for supporting it and making it happen until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you